Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 85. 85. Welcome back to the 85 South Show. It is your man Carlos Miller. I am in here with my dog, Nima Williams. This is our first white man guest in here tonight. I am honored. You should be. Oakland will be proud. You should be. You should feel real honored. Yes, the Bay Area stand up. Ooh. 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 How you been, bro? Man, I'm good, man. Been working hard. Went back to New York for a little while. Had to get back to the roots. You been listening to the 85 South show? I have never heard it in my life. Well, what the fuck are However, you doing I, I on this heard, show? I heard wonderful things, but I don't even know conceptually how to because I'm all Give me your phone right now. I'm, I'm 40. I don't like I don't even know how to access shit you online. 40, my nigga? I'm 40. I you look have, 24. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, I do. I got good jeans. I'm Sicilian. Those jeans ain't shit. Oh, are you talking <laughs> about your actual jeans? Oh. You know, Sicilian, we were black at one time. Y'all were. Yes, we were. The Duh, Mo- you got the, the podcast invaded. right here. I do have it. Okay, well, then don't swipe to the left. If y'all don't know who the hell I'm talking to, this is my man, Nima Williams, funny-ass comedian. I appreciate that. We don't bring comedians on this show who not funny. That, that means a lot. Yeah, so the pressure is on, my nigga. Well, you know, <laughs> pressure is pressure. It's going to come How the hell in you been? direction. I've been good, man. Um, you know, I've been really focused. I stopped drinking, so that's a big thing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a... It's a I think it takes away from my, my famousness and my success. Man, quitters never win shit. Yeah, well, yeah but you didn't even but I, quit. You was an asshole when was, you got drunk. I was an asshole drunk. This motherfucker fighting imaginary people and shit. He wanted I was those. ready to fight yeah. anybody. Like, you the cool. fuck talking shit to me, I'll beat your motherfucking ass. Yeah, you cool as fuck, cool as fuck. When, and then you get drunk, you like, ah, the shit, shit. Like, who you? What the fuck are I'm, you talking about? I'm like about, an angry man. black uncle when I get drunk. Yeah, that's. Who yeah. the fuck said something? I beat your ass, though. See, you even sound like an angry black man. I uncle. do, I do, man. We in here today, though, man. Yes, we are. Do you know who this podcast is for? Um, the, the, the demographic of the audience? Yeah. People who don't comb their beards? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this podcast is for white women with black children. <laughs> and don't know how to do their hair. Don't know how to do their hair. Yeah. Don't know what shea butter is. Shea butter. Shea. Why you going to say it like it's it's shea? That's how they say it, shea. I want to get some shea butter. Okay. Well, this would be the perfect time for us to go right into white people news. White people news. Let's talk about that. It's just, these are just news facts with white. Well, I don't even know why we call it white people news, but it's just news with white people in it. How is Prince white news? Prince... We'll talk about it. Okay, let's do it. Iggy Azalea admits yeah. to contemplating suicide. But then she wasn't really going to do it if she, if she admitted to it. Right. I don't like when people say they cry for help. Yeah. I don't like when people say, like, contemplating suicide is suicide attempts. Do you understand how awful white shit, a person man. you have to be to attempt suicide and fail? You have to hate yourself after that. You, I can't even do this right. You can't even kill yourself right? Ridiculous. That is a, yeah, 
Only white people talk about killing themselves. Iggy Azalea, don't kill yourself because you it. are a white woman with a fat ass. You are a very rare gem, and somebody appreciates you somewhere. And she can go somewhere. hide. She can go hide out in Holland. No one will know anything. Why don't she it. just go back to Australia? Go back to fucking Australia. Fucking. Well, Prince announces that he's writing a new memoir called The Beautiful One. Okay. It's releasing fall 2017. That's why Prince is in White People News because they know black people don't read. They, that's, that's why that's, it's White People that's News. That's wrong. The beautiful ones. He's talking about his cheekbones. Yeah. Get your shit together. <laughs> talking about his ass cheeks. <laughs> it's Prince. I wouldn't be surprised. It, it's it's a book of poetry, but Prince ass on the cover. You know how he get down. It'd be a pop-up book. Man. <laughs> Turn to page 89. He teabagging the camera. What the fuck is wrong with Look Prince? <laughs> he the first dude with Ugg draws. Nima Williams. keep my jewels warm. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man, Nima Williams. I what the fuck black is a Nima? Name. Well, you know what? It's, How it's, did you get that? That is a black woman's name. It's a black Nima. woman's name, and it's Amen backwards. Was a is, is a pure coincidence. I but never kind of sound hood. It's Amen backwards. Yeah. Um, it's a Tibetan name. I lived in. I was born in Japan, but I lived in Nepal. I didn't come to America till I was four. But my brother was born in Nepal. Most of my cousins were. Oh. I was born in Japan because I'm the youngest, and everyone else got got sick. Oh. Of being, do you see how your life started off interesting as fuck already? From yeah, birth? it was crazy. Yeah, that's white people shit. There's some white people. I was shit. born in the county hospital. You yeah. born in Nepal? I was born um, in the lobby of a Japanese hospital because they didn't want to accept me. Right. If you're not a Japanese citizen, you're not supposed to be born in the hospital. My mother was there illegally. Oh, she wasn't supposed to be in Japan. So y'all just thugging. We was thugging, man. My father was a drug smuggler. For real? Yeah. That's why you own the show. Yeah. It's, this, That's, this see, is, it, this is the crowd we catering to. Yeah. This is our audience. Yeah. We have drug smugglers who listen to this shit. I, I got a lot of black features, I'm telling you. I don't know nothing about all that. <laughs> why you take it there? Where you from, my nigga? Oakland, California. I know. I'm just asking for know, the people. I know. I, I love it. Oakland, California. Oakland. Not raised, but I'm not born, but raised. Yeah, man. So what was it like growing Homie up in E40. Oakland? Ugh. What was it like? Growing up around all them gangster ass niggas, man. I mean, it was interesting because I came from Asia to Arizona first, right? And um, uh, my cousins are mixed. They, you know, they biracial, right? And they were really pretty, so they helped keep me alive when I first moved to Oakland. Oh, but okay. I moved from Arizona, and I came from Asia, and I didn't really know anything. So when I moved to Arizona, I became a little cowboy. I, I listened to Kenny Rogers, wear cowboy no boots. No exactly. That was my favorite musician was Kenny Rogers. No but I'm only nine. That's that shit. I'm only nine. I'm wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. I go to a very hard Oakland Public School the right. first day. And they and beat get your the ass. dog shit beat out of me. I know they beat your beat ass. Shit out of me. But I do you understand that it wasn't It wasn't about you? It was just that that's just how shit had to be? It had to be. Yeah. It had White to dude be. show up at the, at the public school. Yeah. But I, 12 is fuck. Pop, pop. I fought the king of the school. I got my ass whooped, but I fought him. And did I, you get any respect? After I that? did, and I threw gravel in his face. Because back then we had the monkey bars; they didn't have no padding. Yeah. We had gravel. You get beat up below the monkey bars, you gonna get the shit beat out of you. I, I grabbed whooped. a handful and threw it at his face, and I tried to rush him. I couldn't fight yet. Yeah, and uh, he beat the shit out of me. But it was the old, but he fought. He did his thing. That's what's up, dog. Tell me how you got started doing comedy, man. God, see, this is a can of worms. See, I, I tell people the fake version constantly. But um, it's no, like, this is the eighty-five South 85 show. South, you got to give shit. us the real. I, I I had um I was I was in, I was in jail and um, shout out the jail. Shout out the jail. <laughs> um, I had three years left on my sentence. Oh and, shit! And, you um, was in real jail. I did about eight years. About about eight years. A little, seven a months, less twenty-three days. I did um seven years and about eight months. Damn. Yeah, the seven. I was locked up from seventeen to twenty-five. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I was I was fucking up at that time. I was doing crazy shit, and I was actually on on a. Uh, I had just left the shoe program. People don't know that actually stands. Shoe for, program, nigga. That stands. Twenty three hour lockdown, and that's what it is. The solitary housing unit. It's not a bunch of shoes. It's not Nikes. It's a solitary yeah. housing unit. So I was fresh off. Of, off. I actually had gotten a riot against the whites on the side of the Muslims. That's what why the fuck. Whoa, because, take that back. Take yeah. that back. Well, it wasn't intentional. Wait a minute. What Ran you said? You got into a riot. Yeah. With the white people. Against the white people. Against the white people. On the side of the Muslim. Then they, so you on the side with the Muslims? It wasn't intentional, though. Now, there was a a, 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 a group called the Answer al-Muhammads, which was the helpers of Muhammad. They were sort of a militant Nation of Islam sect that was in there. And a lot of people from the Bay Area, because that's what I was, I was Bay Area, um, were joining that. Right. But they were still my folks from the streets. Right. So the white guys, the Aryans, the, the SWPs, the Supreme White Powers, had started 
giving people buck fifties. They start slicing black dudes' faces. Tell them what that is. A buck fifty is you gonna need at least one hundred and fifty stitches down the side of your face. You ever see somebody walking around with that slice? Yeah, that's a buck fifty. So they was, you know, the white boys was carrying razors around. They just casually come by anybody black and slice they shit. So I had just got off of um. A lockdown situation, 23-1 shoe program. Damn. And um, I was on modified program. I was on a modified. This I, shit I, real as fuck. Yeah, I was on a modified program. So that means I just got off from the riot. So when I put me back into the main line, you know, um, the, the, you know, the regular general population, I had to be on a modified program. Modified program means you still can't be around other inmates. If yeah. you come out your cell, you got to be in leg irons and hand shackles. Yeah. So you get an hour at your cell still just to watch a little TV, take a shower, whatever. So I was, they, 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 the guards when I was in the shoe program were racist white people and they didn't like me because I was on the side of the Muslims. So they started doing crazy stuff like peeing in my food. Like white people do? Yeah, setting me up to get jumped by the white people. They, white man's tricks? Yeah, that's, they, 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 they gonna bring everybody down. Right. So they would let Oppression. me out. They let me out to take a shower, but I was shackled up because you had to get unshackled through a door to even take a shower. So they let the workers come out, the Aryans come out and jump on me a little bit. So there was a guard there. It's funny you said Oz because Emerald City is kind of equivalent to what I went to. It was called American Hall. It was a program hall. So there was a black dude who ran American Hall, and he found out what the guards were doing to me on, on the shoe program um, and said, man, bring his ass over here. I need a worker who can be around other modified um, inmates. Mm. So he brought me. He was, and I only had to be on the, the modified program for like a month, 30 days and no problems. Um, and, I, and he actually moved me into a room with a, with a phase three. Now, phase three got zoom zooms and wham whams, noodles. Cookies. Cookies, all that all sweet shit. All type of goodies. 13-inch TV. I didn't have nothing in my room. So he put me in a room with a gentleman named Lacey Jackson, Straight Lace. He was a rapper. He got a, a record deal from the streets. Ended up uh, going back for beating up his baby mama. So Damn. He didn't go nowhere. But he was, he was nice. So he was having a talent show, and he was a part of it. I said, I want to beat. I want to watch the talent show. They said, the only way you're going to watch it is if you're in it. I said, all right, put me down. I'll figure something out. So they um, put me down for the talent show. It was uh, me, Ascari X, who's an Oakland legend. He was locked up with me during the time, um, and they were doing a little rap thing. And um, I didn't know what to do, but I got on the wire, which is um, the vent system. You can talk to anybody on your tier. You can you know, get on, on the wire. Through the air conditioner. Through the air conditioner. This is some real-life yeah. TV movie so, shit. Yeah, so I got on the wire, and I was like talking to my people. It was like, I don't know what to do. I don't have no talent. And everyone was like, Snow. And that's what my name was, Snow, by the way. Snow, you funny as hell, man. You the funniest uh, out there. I can't say it. On yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. I'm not going don't. to. Um, but that was what they referred to yeah. me as. So they said do comedy. So I decided to do comedy. So I got all ready. I pressed up my jeans. That's when you lay your jeans under the bed so they'd be crisp and clean. I put yeah. them on. I got ready to go out and do my set. Most of my stuff was just things I had heard from like comedy. I'd never actually seen comedy prior. I had just heard jokes. So I tried to come out my cell, and they say, you ain't coming out like that, Williams. So they made me get in my drawers with leg irons and hand shackles to do the talent show, and I won. And I was like, I'm done. I'm a comedian from now on. That's it. I spent the last two, two and a half years locked up uh, being a programmer, which means I was uh, abiding by the rules. I put together talent shows. I started doing public speaking. I would go to high schools and talk to kids. Yeah. And all kinds of great shit. And I got out, and I was on TV when I had eight months. Yeah. But hold up. We know we got some squares who listen to the show too. Yeah, tell them what the zoom zooms and wham whams are. Zoom zooms and wham whams are all the um, uh, the honey buns and the and the butterfingers and you know you got your noodles and your chips so you can make a spread. But the extras are the zoom zooms and wham whams. You, yeah. you come, someone come to your cell. Hey, blood, you got something sweet? Let me get some of them powdered donuts. Yeah, that's what they want: some powdered donuts and some, and some uh, um, honey buns. So zoom zooms and wham whams, them just your snacks, your commissary yeah, snacks your commissary. and shit, man. Now let's get into the comedy. So you jumped the comedy game off from from inside, mm -hmm. from behind the wall, behind the wall, Nick making motherfuckers laugh for the zoom zooms and the wham whams. Mm -hmm. What's up, man? So, so how did you how did you uh, take it outside? Well, I had a little bit ex of experience because we used to do. Um, Day movements, and that means you got to sit in the day room where they count and get everything ready. And everything got to be on quiet. And I'm we, so glad you're explaining all this shit because the white people who yeah. gonna listen to this, I'm yeah, like, dude, God, I want some zoom zooms. That's gonna become a saying. Zoom, Man, zoom, they, yeah. Hashtag zoom zooms and hashtag zoom zooms and wham whams. So they used to let me um, entertain the crowd. They turn the TV off because they used to make us watch Power Rangers. Now wait morning. a minute, in in jail, turning the TV off is some serious. But they used shit. to make us watch Power Rangers in the morning yeah. while we was waiting for school and, and trade movement. That means everybody got to line up, and then you leave Group One, Group Two, Group Three, and you walk in a line to go to the trade line, to do your trade, or do your do your school. Right. Um, they used to let me get up and spend that time, turn that damn TV off, and I would 
entertain them and try jokes out. Right. And I started getting laughs, man. I just loved it. So I got out and um, I uh, entered the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition. And uh, uh, the person who was running that, uh, yeah, the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition. Don't, man, this shit is funny. It's hilarious. Uh, the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition. And um, damn, what's that dude's name? Tony Spires, at the time, who runs the Bay Area Black Competition, was the was the booker for Comic View. Yeah. So I had only been doing comedy for eight months, and I had only been free for eight months. Right. And he put me on Comic View for the first time. Here in Atlanta, with Ricky Smiley, that episode, uh, that was my first time on TV, eight months out of prison. I remember. That shit was funny as Yeah, and then I ain't had... I didn't have barely any jokes. What, do you remember any of your jokes from that? I did mostly jokes about the gym. I didn't know nothing else. Right. Because I had become a trainer when I first got out because I was still swole from being locked up. So I, I became a trainer. I had no other experience. And I didn't want to talk about jail because I thought it would uh, scare away the white people. And um, they, I, You ain't even realizing. After I, them pissing in your food, they wasn't fucking with they you. They wasn't fucking with me anyway. I was like a, a bird that had been touched. I can't go back to the nest. <laughs> it's over. Back. We smell black on you. Hell yeah. Was that the time you did Sweet Peter Dita on the... Yeah. On, on the <laughs> no, that was a that was a that was my third time on. Man, comedy. that shit that's a classic shit, right? Sweet there. Peter D to the wound beater, the bed tucker and the cock plugger, the humdinger and the pussy bringer. I don't pimp that then. from Iran to Pakistan. I ain't never bought no land. <laughs> Are you all about the NBA action? You gotta try Pick Six, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What does optimism look like? I'm on a quest to find the people who inspire us to dream more and do more. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. I talk to all sorts of people, from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to a hairdresser on Instagram who gives out free haircuts to the homeless, from the CEOs of the world's largest companies to the comedy writer who visited the wreckage of the Titanic. I love talking to leaders, artists, authors, and eccentrics about life, leadership, purpose, mental fitness, human skills, high performance, and other curious things. It leaves me feeling wiser, more inspired, and, well, more optimistic. Because after all, this is a bit of optimism. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look for it. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's my dog, Mr. Williams, man. 
funny. That, that was a real character funny. named Sharon. He was a crackhead. He used to be a pimp, and he was always funny. Bro, we all know those crackheads who used to be real pimps. He was so helpful in the neighborhood. He'll what? watch your shit. He'll carry groceries for people. He was a, a monument in the neighborhood. Everyone loves Sharon. <laughs> Sharon will watch it. Go ahead, Sharon. I'm telling you, man. Those y'all crackhead pimps was some real life pimps. Ain't no money Two in that coma. I yeah. ain't never seen. That's a UFO and a bitch I need. <laughs> That's the type of shit they say. Right. Ain't no money like home money, because home money is for show money. Mm-hmm. Why you ain't got no shoes on? <laughs> He's the dude who I heard say, let me get a 10 for five, but loan me three, because all I got is two. And that's a joke. I, it was mm-hmm. the most brilliant shit I've heard. He said, check me out. Now, let me get a 10 for five, but loan me three, because all I got is two. He wanted a $10 rock for $2. Exactly. And it made so much sense, it Man. almost happened. <laughs> I fuck with all the crackhead niggas, man. Oh, yeah. I got this one wonderful. crackhead nigga in my hometown. He is, shit, if you can spare that wet. If you don't want it, I need it. <laughs> Why they always got that voice? They all get that, that crack. That, that crack, crack destroy crack, your vocal cords. Crack is the smoke. <laughs> the smoke will have you fucked up. That shit will destroy you. And this one crackhead nigga told me, shit, I started smoking crack because what nothing else to do. I was like, it was plenty of yeah, other shit plenty you could take, <laughs> take a walk, you go to the park, you look at track. some ducks. Get your duck game up, son. <laughs> Get your duck game up. You ain't got to smoke crack. That's funny as fuck. Man, let me ask you this. What is it like as a white man performing comedy in front of a, like I know a lot of your audiences are, are primarily, um, what's the primarily. fucking word? No, primarily. not primarily. Predom- not that one. Um, a whole bunch of niggas. That's the one. When you're just in front of a whole bunch of black people. I feel more comfortable than I than I do around um, white people. See, the funny thing- Why is, is that? That's well, not I, weird. It's not weird for me, but I'll tell you why. Because white people have no barometer of what um, validates you. Like, black people have feel energy. You know, cause black people are more in tune with energy, being the original man. They're more in tune with, with, with spiritual energy. And black people can- That's why black people say shit like he was acting funny. It's something you can't quite define. Yeah. White people don't necessarily pick up on that. Everything is very surface. Why? How are you? How you doing? Uh, black people can feel your energy, and they can feel if you're real. It don't matter what you say. It depends. They feel your realness. So if I walk out on a black stage, it doesn't take a black stage, a predominantly black audience. They don't need a whole lot of explanation to say, oh, I know a guy like that. They don't even need to know my story. They can right. just tell. It's not necessarily the way I talk. It's just, it's. But you know, a lot of people think I'm black, so a lot of people think I'm mixed. Now, I don't look black, they just, the energy, they feel it. And I, I feel that the, the, the frequencies, man, the frequencies, they feel it. <laughs> they feel the frequencies. So I, I enjoy, but I, I, would, I have no problem getting in front of white audiences either. I just think you have to sort of explain yourself better. And you have to come out and say certain things about yourself to define who you are and where you come from. So I have to say to a white audience, I have to literally say, I grew up in East Oakland in the hood. Oh, okay, it's one of those guys. Yeah. Black audience be like, you, you grew up around black people, didn't you? So it's just an automatic thing, you know what I mean? Because they feel, and they feel what, the energy. What is, what and they is, can tell if it's fake or not. Let me ask you this shit. What are some of the things you learned from the hood? Like growing up in the hood as a white boy, what did you learn? See, the funny thing is, is, is I really grew up in jail. Right. So I mean, I that's really, the same shit. I did. I mean, I mean, you want to hear some like how to make a stinger or how to pop a socket? <laughs> nah, but that shit might be useful for. How the fuck do you make a stinger? Um, well, you you ground the wire and you get you ground the wire from the wall and you basically get a piece of pencil lead and you you can get the water hot. Then it's just like when you pop a socket to light something, you take two pieces of pencil lead, stick them inside the socket. You take a piece of toilet paper, roll it up, wrap it around a third piece of pencil lead. The two prongs are sticking in and you tap the two and it sparks and it'll, it'll set the toilet paper on fire that's how you light cigarettes and stuff that's how you light cigarettes and stuff my dude yeah people you learn you shit yeah. when you listen to the 85 I'm south look at you, look at joe face he confused as shit i'd be here and how to make a spread and all that shit the funny thing is donnell was up here he, he black he talking about i would have been a, a cop and then you got a white guy up here. Yeah, I probably would have been a criminal. I mean, really? I, well, I was my mindset was set for that. You know, I mean, I was convicted for a pretty serious crime. So, which I didn't personally do. I well, we got to talk about the crime. Yeah, they might fuck around and pull the tape. It ain't that. I mean, it was. It was nothing. It's. It, it was. I was involved in a robbery. Let's put it that way. Okay. Something bad happened during the robbery. I right. had nothing to do with the bad portion. It wasn't of you. It. it wasn't me. But the guy who was with me. So yeah, some um, other shit. I just felt like, man, I was. I was locked in. I'm a convicted felon. Um, you know, I still can't really get like a normal job. I get right. fired. I've been fired from a lot of jobs because they end up doing it. History. You can check my history. I mean, I'm a convicted felon. So I just felt like, man. My father was a drug smuggler. I, I'm, a, I'm a felon. I'm getting out at 25. I grew up here. I might as well just be a criminal. 
So I was going to sell drugs, rob people, do whatever I had to do. And I was angry all the time. I was very pissed off when I got out of jail. I was very angry. Yeah. And comedy saved me. I stopped being angry. But that's why that anger comes out when I drink. That, that rage is still inside yeah. me. Because they treat you like an animal long enough, you're going to be pissed off. Right. And they do treat you like an animal. In, in pre- they do. They that's crazy. Like a goddamn man. animal. You ain't shit. So you lost your right to vote. No, that's a fallacy. Everybody out there, if you're a convicted felon, you can vote. So I you personally vote? voted for Obama twice. There you go. So don't let anybody <laughs> no, say you real cannot shit. vote. Tell them how that's you get some, your shit back right. If you, it, it, you don't even have to do anything to get it back right. These, these are lies they tell you because people don't want to investigate and black folks don't want to actually research the shit because it's mostly the lies spread to black people so they feel like, I'm a felon, I can't vote, life is hopeless. You can vote. Another you one of the white man's tricks. Thank you. You can get a passport. You can travel. I was on a military base with Bill Clinton while he was there for for a GS summit and me and I'm a convicted felon but you can do a lot more than you think you can I don't have clemency I was not re- exonerated my record was not absolved you can you can vote you can get a passport you can travel you can do a whole lot of things the only thing you cannot do is work for the government and you probably can get fired from a job yeah. but they've never fired me for being a felon they fired me for lying about being, being an a asshole with lying that, that shit that too that too well, why didn't you just tell us because you weren't gonna hire me <laughs> you weren't gonna hire me bitch Lose lose situation. You Another just, one of the white man's tricks. White man's trick try to keep you down. But you know the thing is, I'm glad you here because they think I'm crazy when but, I be telling them what, the white man got a bunch of tricks, and then you a white man, and he even broke you off. But the, the reality is, you know, being a black. Told y'all I wasn't crazy. The white man got some tricks. Being a black man in America is like being in an elaborate trick that the whole country's playing on you. But see, this is the whole thing that, that I get. I'm glad he's here. This motherfucker get, think just like me. It's, but then I also understand white privilege because I get treated a lot better than you. And I you fucking that, better I, say that shit to the camera true. so white, they know it's real. White privilege is very real. And I, I get angry at white. If you don't admit that white privilege exists, you probably are racist. You probably are racist. Because I, I mean, I know I've Tell been me some situation. of the benefits of white privilege. Well, I tell you the the baseline benefits. Give you it don't, to me. You don't walk down the street feeling like a criminal. You don't feel you know categorized automatically, and that's why black people are on edge a lot because you know you constantly being picked at. I'm gonna be angry too. So you know, like black black folks will mug you a lot. They're gonna stare at you. They're gonna be mean because they get picked on all the damn time. Now I don't get sweated for things that I see black people get sweated for. Yeah. I don't get tickets sometimes. I, I don't get pulled over if the 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 the. The retail, like if I go to a store, the response I get and the respect I get is more than you would get, and it's ridiculous. And, the, it, and you know why and, it's and, funny, and it's because we we've been the shit together, and we're like, hold the fuck up, like we've I mean, been through that shit. It's like they they we were shooting a sketch for um well the the, the um D Boys right that day right you that day yeah and we were shooting this thing called D Boys with uh, Sean Lark. It's a hilarious hilarious project we we are working on. It's funny as hell. So we doing a scene, and a cop pulls up. Aah! And, you know, he just sees a whole bunch of black folks. And his facial expression is of distress and anger. He's and, like, yo, get oh, your ass over there. White boy, and, move the fuck out and, the way. It and was as, crazy. as kind of as a joke, you know, I walked over to him with the white voice and he let us continue filming. It wasn't. I said, excuse me, officer, I'm sorry. We're shooting a project. This is mostly a school project. It's a college film I'm working on. And um, you know, he just assumed I gathered all these black people together to put exactly. the project together, assumed I was the executive producer. Assumed, and when I'm just there doing free shit for other people, for black people. I was was the star of this shit. Thank you. Fucking crazy. But the police looked at me, heard what I had to say, and left and said, okay, well, you guys just don't stay here too long. And if anyone complains, just, you know, wrap it up. But, I mean, this is the reality of white privilege. It's very institutionalized. It's, it's you know, you... <laughs> it's a daily thing. When you get grinded on every day, you know, it starts to stress you out. That shit, dude. And I don't have that stress walking down the street. I don't personally have that. And even though we walk down the street, I'm the convicted felon. You are a damn fireman. Exactly. You are a more honorable citizen in America than I am. And, but I would still get the, the, the visual privilege. You know how that shit be, man. Yeah. That shit piss you off? Um, I'm, I'm just glad I get it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> it pisses me off from my, from my, from my black friends, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm gonna take advantage of it. I'm telling you right now. How you feel about? Did you see this that uh, that damn Daniel shit? Damn, damn Daniel. Daniel, back at it again with the white vans. I know that went viral so quick. The how? funny thing Why? is, when I saw it, I knew it would, and I don't know how. It's almost like the dude I saw. I saw the episode where the dude cried on intervention. The second I saw it, I said, "That's about to go viral." Yeah, and it did. You it's can just, pick that shit out. It's man. just, it's, it's, if if you want to watch it over three times, it's about to go viral. If you watch yeah. something and it makes you go, "Oh, hold on, let me watch that again," it's gonna make. It's probably gonna go viral. I think they got it went a little too viral. 
Like I didn't think damn Daniel was that damn. Funny. I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was that. Me I, it was the dude's voice. Yeah. Damn Daniel. Yeah, because Daniel. They probably thought he might have been a little off or something. Yeah, and then Daniel almost looked like it. Almost looked like it almost like the dude was catching Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Like Daniel didn't want to be filmed. He was like, "Bro, who are you?" And <laughs> <laughs> that's what made it funny because it looked like this this dude was stalking Daniel and just like, "Damn Daniel, you're back at it again," and that, that made it funny. But yeah, I mean, Damn. you never know what's gonna blow on. So, and I need to get my social get media your, game. What's, up, what's your social media? Drop at it. Nima Williams, N E M A W I L L I A M S. But I'm locked out of Twitter for a while. What happened? Um, Why you always gotta do some shit, man? Well, I I mean, my I my, my I, I I gotta. You lying? Um, you lying? I, <laughs> you lying? <laughs> what happened? I, what? My, I, I, I live with a, I live I live with a black woman, so um, she found your shit. She go. I gotta it, I gotta change my passcodes like it's it's launch codes. Like I gotta keep changing my passwords all the time because she will get in there and do weird shit and hack things. Well, you know I always use you as the barometer, so you gotta give me some insight. Like what do you? What's the difference for you dating a black woman and a white woman? I've never dated a white woman. Well, that's the difference. That's the difference. I've ne I've never dated anybody but black women. What? So you've never sucked a pink nipple before? Oh, I didn't say I've never slept with black. Oh, I've just never that's dated. Racist! You don't like white women? I love white women. My my mother's white. But the thing is, it has nothing to do. <laughs> okay, this is the thing. This is the thing. It has nothing to do with with race, because I just like my mother's dark. You know, my mother's Cecilia. She's a dark white. Well, she's Sicilian. Okay. And you know, I'm I'm the only person in my family that that looks. Like me, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm the only one that looks like that. Only everyone, one. Everyone in my family looks very Sicilian, very oh. Sicilian. Like dark, curly, feet, dark hair, dark features, short. I thought you were about to say dark, curly feet. I was like, what the dark, fuck? Dark, curly feet. What kind of family is this? So my mother's, like, in my opinion, she's. I, I'm not attracted to the blonde hair, blue eyed American ideal of what is pretty for some reason. I like dark women. So yeah, I don't care if you... Um, Spanish. I don't care if you Puerto Rican. I don't care if you Filipino. I just I'm much. I think Carucci is fine as hell. I don't give a fuck about none of it. All you gotta do is be alive. Just be alive. And breathing. Hell yeah. And you gotta make me laugh. Yeah, look good as fuck. You gotta make me laugh. You That's know? what it is. Yeah, man. you know you gotta be able to have that that exchange that's funny. My girl said because I burned my eyebrows off with a just for men. I had Why burnt, would you do that? Because I, I was getting gray everywhere. And in I your eyebrows? But then I just figured I got some gray here. I just used what's left over. Boop. And uh, it ended up burning them completely off. And um, she said, first thing she's like, I was pissed. I was getting emotional. And she said, well, you weren't supposed to use that product. It's just for men. So that is funny to me. Wow. And I said, well, your bra size is just for men. So we can. <laughs> Back and forth. Because she got the, you got the little titties. She got I, little titties? But I love them. I like her nipples. You Shout know? out to all the women like, with little titties with little aggressive nipples. I don't care about the titties. I care about the, the nipple. You don't, you got to right. treat a little nipple like an iPod touch. You got to. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> you got you to gotta make it bigger. Little titty women be mean. Yeah, they do be they mean. They will man. fight so quick. Fight you. Fuck you. You're like, what? Is, Why are you so angry? Shit? I know big titty women are happy. They bouncing. What would you do if Donald Trump actually became the president? People always keep saying they're going to fucking leave and they leaving the country. Well, the funny thing is everyone talking about leaving the country. You can't afford to leave Fulton County. You're, you're, I can't. It's, it's free to vote. Vote. But the thing is, our votes don't even really matter, they especially don't. when it comes to this delegate game. You know what I mean? And, and the super delegates, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to break down what the electoral okay. college is. But right now, it's just about who is going to be running in the primaries as the, the um, Republican um, candidate. And we do not want Trump in there. But I think it's all a red herring effect. And what that means is they, for the people out there who don't know what red herring is, that's a political term. They try to distract you with something so you don't pay attention to what's really going on. Yeah. And the whole vibe is anybody but Trump. So you're going to be happy with anybody that wins. Hell as long yeah. As it's not Trump. I'm voting for Barack Obama again. I'm going to vote for him too. I'm going to write it right on the ballot. I'm going to write a check. One more, Barack, one more time, one bitch. More and that should be the slogan Barack Obama, one more game. One more game. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm Barack with it Obama, one more again, 2020. <laughs> Barack Obama, one more again, 2020. So let's get into some comedy game before we get the fuck out of here, yes, man. Sir. So, so what, like your first TV spot was Comic View. <clears throat> what was your favorite TV spot out of all the ones you've had? Martin Lawrence, First Amendment. Why is that? I don't know, man. I just had a ball. I just, I just, I, I like to say. But then I did, there was one season of Comic View that I had a white a shirt that said white boy on it. And yeah. I was only supposed to do a guest spot. And um, I was supposed to do four. Sorry, I was supposed to do four minutes, and um, I was rolling, going so hard they let me go fifteen minutes and aired the whole fifteen minutes. Wow! So I was just like, that was you know, 
But then I bombed the next episode of Comedy. The yeah. next two spots. Yeah, because you fucking had gave them all the good I gave, all, gave away all my good stuff, but I didn't want to turn down the money. So they was like, you want to do Club Comic View in L.A. with a, with a staged audience. I was like, uh, you guys paying the... Because the, they weren't always paying the uh, after prices. They used right. to give us $150. We had to pay for our own travel and hotel. And you wouldn't True you would story. lose money to do comic view. I mean, True I remember story. I remember sharing a hotel room with Shoddy Shoddy and four of the comics doing one of our seasons of comic view because we wasn't making nothing. But then they started giving us fourteen hundred dollars because that's what after demanded. So when they started when they did the club comic views, I did three seasons of comic view with absolutely no material. Damn. I just needed the money. Needed the money. That's so I did I did seven tapings of comic view. That's what's up, man. Yep. Seven tapings of comic view. And then White Boys in the Hood was good. I enjoyed that. Um Laughing Palooza, Bad Boys of Comedy. I've done a lot of shit. Yeah, you had, that's what I'm saying. You've, you've been around. I've done a lot of shit. You've been around here, man. In the game. In the game. Fucking with Working it. With, and I toured with Cat, which, yeah. How was, was that? Cat's an interesting fellow, man. I have nothing bad to say about Cat because I've known Cat a long time because he basically got his start in Oakland. I, I knew him when he was Cat in the Hat. Yeah. And I thought we was really cool. Like, I used to see Cat in LA and he used to, like, embrace me, like, come over here and, you know, hug me up and buy me shit, you know. And I thought we was like really cool when I hadn't seen him for years. And then when I was on the tour, it was almost like he didn't even know who I was. And he was very sensitive. And I accidentally made a joke about a pinky ring and I think it set him off. And he got really pissed and like slammed his briefcase closed and bounced out. And I'm not in any way talking crap about Cat because he took care of me financially the whole time. You know, he'd right. break you off something extra. He's a good dude. He'll snatch you out of nowhere, put you on a show. He got a great heart, but he's in conflict with his own brain. And whatever's going on with him, whether it's the Illuminati, Whatever it is that's causing him distress, it's making him hard to deal with his own emotions. And, you know, he just, he need an outlet. And, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in, by no means a psychologist, so I'm not going to try to break that man down. Right. He's extremely talented and he's got a good heart. That's all I can say. So I hope for, for the best for him. If he needs help, I hope he gets it. That's all, you know. Yeah, but that's he, been he, a, everybody who's been coming through lately has been saying that. Yeah. Just everybody giving they, you know, a lot of people reaching out to him, I guess. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's just fucked up, man. It's it's kind of crazy and yeah. self inflicted. Exactly what Donnell was saying. Who's gonna start a fight with with Kevin Hart? Right, he's the sweetest man alive. <laughs> the sweetest. He's like a Smurf. He's an Oompa Loompa. He ain't gonna make. I mean, I really feel like he could grant wishes for you and sprinkle some shit on you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even gangsters be like, "Yo, Kevin Hart, a sweet ass dude, man." <laughs> Kevin Hart, nice as hell. I fuck with this Yo, little man, buddy, man. When I look at Kevin, I feel warm, son. What? That's what they say. That's <laughs> they what they say. But he's, he's, that's the type of dude he is, man. He's a good dude. And he's a good, yeah, he really a good dude, man. He's always been cool. And he's not he's not arrogant at all. He's not Hollywood. He just grinds. Yeah. He grinds. You know? And he's funny. He really is a funny dude. So. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What does optimism look like? I'm on a quest to find the people who inspire us to dream more and do more. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. I talk to all sorts of people, from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to a hairdresser on Instagram who gives out free haircuts to the homeless, from the CEOs of the world's largest companies to the comedy writer who visited the wreckage of the Titanic. I love talking to leaders, artists, authors, and eccentrics about life, leadership, purpose, mental fitness, human skills, high performance, and other curious things. It leaves me feeling wiser, more inspired, and, well, more optimistic. Because after all, this is a bit of optimism. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look for it. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what can we expect from you, man? What what are you working towards out here? Um, I, well, you know, just stand up. I'm trying to get back. You know, I had to take a couple years off. I yeah. got I got sick for a while. Yeah. I had a, a I was undiagnosed, misdiagnosed, and they thought I had something else, but I had Lyme disease. Somebody got to make a movie about your fucking I fuck, life. I had Lyme disease, which is you get bit by a tick. That's fucking. And crazy. that was misdiagnosed. I was living in New York, and I got bit in California, and they had no concept of what this is. But then my mother had a picture, and she saw the bite. She said, "Go get tested for Lyme disease." So I was sick for a year, and they were giving me the wrong medication, making it worse and worse. So then I got to a point where I couldn't walk, I couldn't open bottles, I couldn't wipe my booty. Damn. And I was yeah, I was getting so sick. But then all they had to do was give me the antibiotic drip, and I was. Within a couple of weeks, I was healed. But then it took years to recover. So now I'm just like getting back on the scene and trying to work and trying to be funny. But I never stopped doing stand-up. I would hobble into comedy clubs on crutches and still, you know, get on stage, you know. So. You know, what do you, what do you, what keeps you going, man? You've been, you've been through so much shit. You've been to jail, eating Zoom Zooms and Wham Whams, telling jokes in your drawers at the talent show, um, fucking on the road with Cat Williams, yeah. Comic View for $150. Uh, back and forth, jumping on spirit flights and shit. Like, what What keeps, what, like, as a comedian, it, what keeps you going, bro? Well, every day is a blessing. I was supposed to do life. I mean, I was originally, um, I was um, convicted with a mandatory sentence of 29 to life. So I'm supposed to be serving a life sentence. Hell, get some pussy today. Just, I was, just I was supposed, supposed to. to be serving a life sentence. Right. Um, but, you know, by the grace of God and by, you know, a wonderful judge named um, Marty Jenkins, I was I was sentenced to a lot less time with yeah. contingency that I would do one year to life for the rest of my life if at 25 they decided I was not amenable to be amongst society. Yeah. So I was never guaranteed to ever get out. So you look at this shit like a second chance. Man, everything's beautiful, man. Everything. It's just Not, it's yeah. a blessing to be alive. Yeah, he is, man, because life is short as short, man. fuck. Short as fuck. Short as fuck. Enjoy it, man. You know, I do That enjoy doesn't it. mean be irresponsible. No, I don't. You know, do some dumb shit. It means embrace the beauty, the simple beauties, damn it. And I'm a Buddhist, so that <clears> makes me feel... Always a piece. What that Buddhist life like? You can what smoke weed Buddhist, and be a Buddhist, you right? You can do anything. Hey, you remember we was in London, that lady tried to say I smoked that weed in the hotel and I didn't? It was just yeah. strong as fuck. <laughs> and then she was like, someone was smoking in the hotel. We think it was you. I was like, no, I smoked my weed outside. And she was like, oh, no, I he, can't believe you admitted that. And the, the manager so came out and he was like, no one would ever admit to smoking the weed outside, so and just go next time we charge yeah, yeah, you. You yeah. remember that shit? But he, and he was like, man, I got the weed in my pocket right now. You probably smell that. That's what I have. And, and he, he was so real about it, they couldn't really be pissed, but they so proper. You know, he don't bloody think you should have been smoking in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to have to charge you. But that, was, that was a fun trip. I went nuts on that trip. I got stuck there for a week. You did. I did. You ain't again. You got robbed and shit. I was unconscious when I got robbed though. Nima called me and was like, "Los, I'm still over here." This was a week later. Like we went to London and did some shows. We did like a week, week and a half in London, and then he just stayed. He was like, "Los," well, he called me. He was like, "Man, I got robbed. I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna get home." Well, like, what happened is I woke up to getting kicked and punched, and um, they were. I had my my passport in a wallet, and I had all my money in a wallet from the show. Yeah. And all I cared about was that passport. So there were too many people for me to fight them. Yeah. I just was like, passport, give me the passport. That's all I cared about. So I was trying, sorry. I was trying to like fight people, but also all I cared about was I want that passport. I'm not getting stuck here forever. Right. So I got my passport, but they Damn. got my money. Damn. And they, and they bounced out. So then I had to figure out how to get home. So I was kind of stuck on the streets of London for a week. And I was, too, was, I was too proud to contact comics. I, I lived on the streets of London for a week. 
crazy with white no man. money. That's crazy white people shit, man. Tell me some more crazy white people shit you do before we leave, man. <laughs> like, cause I know you like her. I know you from the hood and all that, but you, I catch you doing some white dude shit. Sometimes. Yeah, there's still some 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 white some some white side of me. Yeah. Um, man, I, I don't know, man. I do I do extreme shit. Why man. do white people spit so much? Oh man, I, I guess we have a <laughs> stronger salivary glands. <laughs> the further you get from the original man, I got so many white people. Tell me about macaroni salad. What is this shit? <laughs> well, it's, it's it's just something they stole from Italian culture. You know, that's a that's a cold pasta salad. Okay, and then that's that's originally Italian, but then white people added mayonnaise in it because white people put mayonnaise in everything, and it's just add some mayonnaise and we'll make it a. Pasta salad. All right, let me ask you this. Why white dudes wear shorts that are so short? Um, I, You know, I, I can't answer that because the cock print is important, I suppose. Oh. Look at my cock print, bro. You got to expose the cock print. I don't know. I don't Why know. do all white people wait until they get married to have kids? See, you asking questions. Black people don't, don't wait till really... we get married to have kids. Who going to be in the wedding? <laughs> stupid. You stupid. <laughs> You gotta realize, even growing up, I didn't really grow up with a white family because okay, most of my let me family ask you this. was biracial. This is for the listeners. How important is having a black friend? Oh man, you gotta, but you gotta be a. a, a okay, I'm you lying? I'm, I'm gonna tell you a story. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a story. I was catch, I was catching a mega bus to New York one time, and this dude was this black dude got on the but he don't know me, he don't know nothing about me, but just by appearance, I could be a cop, I could be anything. He sits down next to me, he says, "Hey man, hey, uh, did the dogs be coming on here?" <laughs> And I said, I said, I said, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I seen it like once or twice. He said, like, oh, okay, because I got weight down. I got weight in 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 my case down down in the bottom. I said, you you carrying weight? And instantly I said, I don't trust you. I don't believe you. Because why why would this black dude trust a random white person? Right. I need my black friends to not trust random white people and have some game about themselves. Pull yourself together, young man. You're not supposed to trust me. Right. <laughs> You're not supposed to trust me. Let me ask you this. Out out of a. One year, 12 months in a year, right? How many times in a year do you get accused of being a cop? Oh, man, I use it to my advantage, man. When I first moved to Bed-Stuy, and I moved to New York before Brooklyn became the new Manhattan, and it was still Buck there. It was still, wow, I live right where, you see videos of Biggie rapping and shit right on Fulton. I used to live around the corner from that place he's always in front of, right on Kingston Troop um, um, train station, right on Fulton. So I lived there when I first got there, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm well-versed in the hood. So, but I'm not necessarily like a tough dude, but I know how to survive. So I, I spread a rumor to a crackhead that I was, a, I was an undercover DT, a cop, and she told everybody. And I would walk down the street and thugs would be like, yo, what's up, officer? I'd be like, how you guys doing? Have a good day. <laughs> I'm an undercover. Okay, let me ask you this. I use it to my advantage. You got to survive. Can you give some of my white audience, some of my white listeners, some survival tips to how to survive in the hood just in case they accidentally stumbled upon the hood. Act what crazy. are some survival tips that you can give him to survive? If you don't look like a cop, act like you crazy as shit because black people don't want to. You ever see these, it was just a prank bro videos? Yeah. And the dudes be ready to fight, but if they pull down their pants did and they're wearing see a G-string, the... black dudes are like, nah, I don't want to fight because they don't want to be part one... of that weirdness. Did you see the one where the dude ran up on the one black dude and he started shooting? He was like, dude, it's a prank. It's, it's a, a prank. prank. And he was like, get killed. He was like, it's a prank. He's like, yeah, for YouTube. Well, shit, follow me on YouTube, too, my <laughs> nigga. Did you see that one? I did not. He was shooting like, bow, bow. He's like, it's a prank, it's a prank. He's like, oh, follow me on YouTube, did, too, did, then. Did shit. you see the dudes that were getting sentenced in a court and it was being filmed and the dude asked the camera, he said, what, they is, what is them this being Snapchat? filmed? They followed him on Snapchat? He said, oh. Oh, hey man, follow me on Instagram and Snapchat. It's that little dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, this I saw shit that is one. real. This I is saw real. That one. I've I've got inmates from from that I knew from jail that are hitting me up on Facebook. I'm like, how are you on Facebook, bro? They got Facebook in there. They got cell phones. Bro, they got pictures with good lighting in there. Good bitch lighting. Too. They taking selfies. How are you taking a selfie? See, I was I was locked up before the internet. Yeah. You know? Y'all didn't get to post y'all pictures with we the zooms. We took zooms Polaroids. And we took Polaroids. Bro, I didn't know. I did not know that they could have that much fucking commissary. Oh, I yeah. saw this one dude post a picture. He had noodles to the ceiling, big bags of chips. Well, that's that's like your all your, types of shit. It's it's like you the man if you can do that because you're only allowed to purchase a certain amount. Well, he had shit to the that ceiling. That means you taking it from somebody or you selling something to get something from somebody. You know, and survival in jail is not always about toughness. It's toughness. It's about how beneficial you are. Right. Like there were a lot of dudes in there that could whoop the shit out of me. Right. But I was a beneficial person, and I wasn't no punk. I would fight you. 
you know. But I mean, I got I got a broken nose, broken jaw, broken cheekbone. I fought a lot, but you know, I wasn't like in there. I, you know, I, I came out with everything intact. Hell yeah. That mean that nobody people, people, fuck them. In the back of everyone's mind, that's, that's what they what, really want to ask that you. Means. They He's really want to know. They look at you like, so were you okay? So how did, <laughs> my mother asked me that visiting one time. I had a black guy. My lip was busted. She said, so Nima, just how does know. dick taste? Hey, bitch, hey, don't try me like don't that. Don't try me like that. <laughs> she said, listen, Nima, I just want to know if you're okay. And I said, mom, ain't nobody fucking me. She said, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's ain't nobody man, that's what's up, Nima. Anything else you want to hit them with before we get the fuck up out of here, man? Because uh, no. you know this is the 85 South Show. This is a podcast for niggas who don't know what a podcast is. It's beautiful. And this is somebody probably in 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 prison listening to this shit. I wouldn't now. be surprised, man. Shout out to all the homies who ain't ever coming home. Ever, I got a few of them ain't, ain't never coming home. Um, I know what you gonna say is, man. You know, I've lived a lot of places. I move a lot because I got a restless spirit. I lived in L.A. I lived in New York, and now I'm here in Atlanta. And uh, this is the most comfortable I've ever felt. Really, just living somewhere. And I, you know, Atlanta is one of those places that you just, just can't really, fucking leave. I mean, last time I came back for the first time in in probably 15 years, I felt like I feel like I'm home. When I arrived at the airport and you see the little picture with the with the sprinkler system and the little girl, I was like, I feel like I'm home. I never felt like that going back to L.A. or New York. And you know, it's the country cool, you know. You know what we're going to do I after don't like this? the rednecks, though, boy. Don't you know what we're going to do after this? We gonna do? We're going to get some Zoom Zooms and Wham Wham. We're going to get some goddamn Zoom Zooms and Wham Wham. Bruh, little let's Miss ride Dabbis. out the Actworth. You want to see some real red, rednecks? That's what they are. Actworth. Rednecks scare me, man. Why? Because they're Rednecks not. Rednecks and, okay, and hood niggas got a lot in common. They both love they do. guns. They yes. both love dogs. Okay, I'm going to tell you why I'm afraid of rednecks. Because it takes away my element of. It, it takes away my most vital weapon against white people. All right, white people are afraid of black people in the hood. Why? We didn't do shit to y'all. Not a goddamn thing. Why y'all so if, fucking scary? I don't. Y'all go jump off you mountains, you fuck with tigers, but, stick your head in the alligator's mouth, but y'all scared of niggas. <laughs> fuck wrong with y'all. Fear of the unknown. But, but, you know me. But normal white people are afraid if you act hood. Like if you come in, I'll fuck you up, dude. Like, hey, buddy, calm But that's down. not an act. Down. We really will fuck y'all it's up. It's true. And they assume I would. But rednecks don't give a shit about that. I tell a redneck, I'll fuck you up, dude. Boy, you you going to fuck me up, buddy? How about I put my goddamn foot in your ass? Woo! Like they don't give a shit about <laughs> they my. Don't. They don't give a fuck about my ghetto pass. Yeah. They got a goddamn 12 gauge now, pass. Now, rednecks do not get. They, you going to do something? Well, you better tighten your ass up and do it. Like, this, this, is a, this is a true story. i tell you this one last story real quick because I don't I, I didn't want to fight this dude I got into an argument with a redneck I was driving and I pulled I kind of cut him off and he was in a truck he honked too many times so I got aggressive I rolled Man, fuck you and so he said oh fuck me and he, he got pissed his veins was gone you go say fuck me and I pulled into a parking lot. He pulls up next to me, and at first I'm like, man, I'm gonna beat this dude's ass because I had a, I had a bat in the back. I was like, I'm gonna get out and beat the brakes off this fool because he was he was older. He didn't look out of shape. I didn't see there was a passenger. Maybe it was his nephew. Maybe his son. I don't know who it was, but the dude was about 470 pounds of fat and muscle. Dude got out the car. He said, You go, what you gonna do, buddy? You flip me a bird? And I was just, I had to think, I literally, this really happened. I said, Why would I flip you the bird when I was in the wrong? I was trying to say sorry. <laughs> and he bought it. Pussy. He bought it. Yeah, I didn't want to fight them. Puss. You gotta be smarter. They had guns. I wouldn't you try a to pussy. I bet you he did the same you damn thing. You a crazy motherfucker even for pulling over, man. I'm about to pull was, over with white people following you. I was ready to fight, man. I felt like fighting. You gonna pull see that's what one thing I did notice about white people. Y'all playing y'all fight. Yeah, I'm a fight. You ever see dude. like two drunk dudes at the bar and they start questioning each other? Dude, what the fuck's your problem, bro? What the fuck's your problem, man? Do you want me to kick your ass, bro? They, they playing it. Who the fuck says that? Do you want me to kick your ass? That's why that's why black people Yeah, man, I'm kind of wasted. Kick my ass for me, kick bro. Kick my ass for me. Black people aren't going to tell you they about to punch you. No. That's why you never white get with people, the arms length. White guys be like, "Dude, come outside. Kick your bring ass. your pros. I'm going to kick <laughs> your ass in front of your girlfriend, bro." All right, first let me tighten my shoes. Then we're dude, fighting. Dude, tie your fucking <laughs> shoes cuz I don't want any excuses, bro. No tie them fucking tight, man. <laughs> and I'll fight fear, but I'm still going to kick your ass. What? That give you time to take your sweater off and shit. Hold on, bro. Wait a second, man. Wait, I call timeout. I call timeout. <laughs> Let's set the ground rules first, all right? No grabbing hair, all right? And if I Dude, start take to bleed, off your glasses, take bro. Take off your glasses. I'm not going to punch somebody with glasses, man. That's why black folks are the king of snaking man, on you. You right. You don't mm -hmm. even know you in a fight nothing. with a nigga before you get hit eight times. What, what the fuck? Hold up, bro. Hold okay. up, Nick. First of all, I just want to say, 
Well, wait a minute. What the hell? I, would, I wasn't ready. Dude, I wasn't that's ready. not fair. I wasn't ready. I still had on my sweater and my glasses, bro. What the fuck, man? You're not going to give me a chance to take off my belongings? <laughs> my belongings. That is hilarious. <laughs> man, I'm glad you came here. We needed this, man. Me I believe too, we man. might. I'm going to have to bring you back, man. Just because. We, just, I think like we have eased racial, racial tensions like 32%. Just a little bit. A little bit, I think. And I don't think it's a hard thing to, to, to erase when it really comes down to it. But you see, racial tension is derived from personal strife. People who don't have much need to point at somebody and say, at least I'm not that. Right. That's why poor white, white, white people are the most racist when it comes down to hate. But rich white people have the most power, and they're just not going to let you get their shit. Right. You know are, I mean? are the rednecks and the rich white people related? Are they like distant cousins? In some way or another. Or is that sure. two different breeds of white people? I mean, you Because they know, smell different. They, they do smell different. They smell different. I, I, I noticed that, too. But see, I'm not actually Caucasian. I'm Mediterranean. Right. Whatever people, that people means. People don't have time to break that down. We don't. Mediterraneans are Greek and Sicilian. Right. Because we're in the Mediterranean Sea, and we're very close to Africa. Um, yeah. But there is a difference. There That's is a difference. Up. But I don't have time to explain that to I people. I don't have time to listen to you. You white, shit, man. You ain't got no time just, to be just white as fuck. You white as you ain't got just time white. to explain that shit. It's the same as calling all, somebody Turkish white. Man, all white people the same. You white. Fucking white. You white. You white. You, but my ancestors had nothing to do with like you don't know the proliferation. That. No, I know that for a you fact. You don't know that. My people come from Sicily. So we immigrants. They ain't no Sicilians over, over, they over here. Ain't no Italian guy over here running a plantation. Yo, like, we're not gonna buy a lot of niggas, but give me two of them. <laughs> give me two of them. Give me two of them. Right? I just need two. Hey, I'm not the into the whole slave trade things, but uh, give me two or three of those niggas. You know what I mean? I need someone to tie my shoes, clean my kitchen. I mean, I'm not gonna work them hard. I mean, they have the winners off. Come on, they have the winners off. Forget about hey, it. Forget about it. Just huh? make me a sandwich and pick up my money. It's Yo, all. I need a driver. Can I you do a, some driving? Do I don't want to do too much of ah, the but I, work. But I own you. Ah, ah. Where you going, huh? Where you going? You go, Where I you going to do? You. Ah. What are you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? Run away? Oh, he's going to run away. Hey, he's going to run away. Get hey, the who gun. the fuck is this guy? Hey, Kunta Tony. Kinte. Tony, he's running. Ah. Bring me Kunta Kinte back over here. Where you th how far you think he's going to get on foot? South Carolina? Where do you think he's going? Where is he? Nat Turner, sit your ass down. Where's Harriet Tubman? Hey, somebody. Hey, tell Harriet to come in here and cook me some greens. Ah! That's how Italians laugh. Ah! Hey, Paulie, look at this one. He's strong. What is he? John Henry? Come in. Come in. That's a really funny uh, thing that just came up here. What Italian if Italians were slave owners? That's hey, Jimbo, wipe funny. a long face. Have a sandwich. Have a sandwich, huh? Ah! What is this crap? Emancipation Proclamation, huh? <laughs> is pro I don't want to be emancipated. Oh, so you niggas want freedom now. Huh? Oh, oh, you're going to forget about me. <laughs> you think you're better than me? Okay, okay, okay. You think okay. you're better than you me, You think you're huh? better than me. I'll give you your freedom. Just give me 20%. Come on. Give me 20%. That's the minimum I can think. And I want to see your sister naked. Hey, it's no big come deal. Come on, come it's on. no big deal. What, are you mad I saw your father? Why are you mad? <laughs> That is funny. <laughs> that was funny. See, I love when comedic brilliance. This happens. podcast is for all the people who laugh at racism. Uh, this is yeah. This podcast this is for all. This podcast is for strippers who have a real job in the daytime. Like she work at Comcast and customer service. Is, is this podcast is for strippers who take their babies to the club? Because Hell they, yeah. they don't want to leave them at home and leave them in danger. This podcast is for all the niggas who pick up their kids and take them over their sister house. <laughs> Let them play with your nieces and nephews all day. So this is the, this podcast is for dudes who are open about their side checks because they gangster with it. This podcast is for niggas who keep their fingernails cut so they can play with the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is for people who actually lick ass and will admit it. <laughs> this podcast is for niggas who eat pussy with their eyes open. <laughs> That's who this podcast is for. I am your man, Carlos Miller. This is the 85 South Show. Shout out to my man, DC Young Fly. He is on the road right I now. I was looking forward. I never met him. I was looking forward to, fuck you mean. I want to meet the dude. We'll put one in the show when we edit it, okay. just for you. Yeah, when, appreciate say it that, again, man. and we'll drop it right Fuck there. you mean. We'll, we'll put Bring his. Bring that ass here, boy. Yeah, we'll put his voice over your shit. I think he's funny. I never seen him on stage. Bro, I was that curious. dude funny as hell. He got stand-up charts too. Why you too? think that's my co-host? I dig it, man. Because he's fucking hilarious. A lot of the internet comedians aren't necessarily funny on stage, but I heard he's a 
he's, yeah, he's, and he's, he's really been working on the shit. So yeah, that's good. He man. gives a damn that he's, you know what I mean? He's I respect putting that. in work on the craft. I respect that. I do. Hell yeah. Shout out to all the comedians, people who Absolutely. think they're funny, people who just make people laugh at work. Much love to all the fans who still supporting the show. This is the 85 South Show, and we are out of this. Bi. Peace. 85. Appreciate you. 80. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.